Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1148 and I'm out for a first thing in the morning 25 minute walk. Thought I'd record this at the same time. Got a little circuit I do in my area uh, for my 25 minutes so that's what my goal is today and I'm I don't know about you, but the first thing in the morning is such a great time. It's one of my oh, favourite times of the day because you can get up, you can get out and enjoy the early morning. There's nothing like seeing a sunrise, the early morning, the Christmas of the air. It's really gorgeous. Full moon too. Oh, it's really special. We're going through a bit of a cold snap at the moment. It actually looks like there's some frost on the grass as we get to the end of, of winter. But I'm thinking about my day today and I'm excited about it. It's a pretty full on day. I go out now, do my walk, go back, have a, a quick prep of my, my breakfast and my morning tea because I've got a 7.30 Big coaching session, then I've got a, oh, what is it, a two hour and 15 minute scheduled coaching session with my, my coach JT in the US, and then I've got a session at 10.45 to 11.45, so from 7.30 to 11.45, I'm back to back. So I'll make sure that I've got my, my food ready to start with. Uh, because what do we normally do? We might grab some snacks or if nothing, we'll wait until 11.45 and then potentially overeating something. Now because what I'm working towards in the next, I think I've got 67 days to go. I've got a countdown on my phone. I think it's, it's either six, it might be 68 or 67 days left. What I'm aiming towards is very, very specific. And if I even just have a day away from doing what I'm doing, well, it's a day further away from where I want to get to. So focus is the key. Um, so I want to be lean as possible. I also want to be as energized as possible for the workouts that I'm doing. And uh, that requires commitment for the whole 68 days in my it's funny I was when you talk about days and weeks I was thinking yesterday about oh you know it's about th what 13 14 weeks left in that's what I was saying in my head and I thought hang on a second that's seven days in the week uh, when I was doing it there was 70 days to go thought, that's only 10 weeks only got 10 weeks to go and you think 10 weeks sounds like a lot but when you break it down to the activities that you need to be doing every day, it's really not. It's really not a huge amount of time. And uh, that means that it requires focus. So yeah, it's two and a half months, but that, that time goes by so quickly. It's got to make sure that the, the focus and the intensity is there for, for each one. But anyway, getting back to today, one of the things that I'm excited about uh, today is obviously I've got uh, the coaching session so I haven't caught up with my coach for a while and I try and jump on some of the coaching sessions he does in the US from time to time but they're normally at 
are like 1.30 a.m. my time, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And they can go for an hour and a half and it just screws up my, my sleep and uh, the whole next day. And so it's really, I can do one from time to time, uh, but certainly in this last 67 days or whatever it is I've got left, I can't afford to do that. Um, so I'm just getting too tired and I need to be really on point for everything else that I'm doing for me. But then of course I'm traveling to the hospital and seeing my daughter again. And uh, even though there's like there's the travel, the travel in itself can be, uh, can be draining, but it's the emotional fatigue of trying to navigate through what she's going through. And that, that's just draining. It's really draining. Uh, so I just can't afford to allow any of these other distractions to come too far into me at the moment because it's going to have a dramatic impact on what I want to achieve. Uh, but I got thinking about, uh, yeah, why do, I, why do I get so excited about these things when there are some people that right now want to kill themselves? There are people that are not thriving. We're in... Uh, lockdown here. I like always talking about COVID, but there are, are people in New South Wales, there's people in Victoria that are really, really struggling because we've been locked down. New South Wales have been locked down uh, a fair bit longer than us this time round, but there's a chance that we could be locked down for another month or so, maybe less, but uh, we don't know. And people aren't good with uncertainty. People want to know what it is that they can do, and they don't want to have restraints placed on them. But then, so if you're, sorry, that's the train, if you can hear that in the background. So how does somebody thrive in a situation where others are really, really battling? And I think it's something very, very simplistic. It comes down to goals. I am driven each day to get up and start moving and uh, start working on my goals, or start working, I should say, because I'm focused on my goals, because I've set goals for myself. I've set challenges for myself. I know what's important for me. Yeah, there's definitely a frost on the grass. So I'm driven every day because before I go to bed, I look at what's my objective for the next day? What outcomes do I want to achieve tomorrow? What outcomes do I want to achieve today? Now this coaching call, if I look at today, this coaching call came out of uh, sort of thin air uh, yesterday. And it was late yesterday and I thought, oh, whenever I have a session with my coach, I'm always better. Okay, it doesn't matter what the topic is, I'm always better, I'm more driven, I'm more focused. Uh, he inspires me to dig deeper. There's always new great content. He has an amazing, quick thinking mind. There's always uh, something, at least one to three things that I take away from a call. And I th thought I need to commit to this uh, because I want to keep growing. And that means keep showing up for coaching, keep listening, keep being inspired, keep taking further action. 
and so that's what I decided to to do, which has meant shuffling around my schedule, which has created another session uh, for me. And I had looked at my day yesterday, planning for today, before I knew about the coaching, said, okay, all of today being Wednesday, so I'm not going to the hospital today, is going to be focused on doing this one particular piece of work. Now, something's quickly changed. It's taken out two hours and 15 minutes of my day, which is the coaching. So I'm not gonna be able to focus on that. So I'm not gonna get as much done on that. So it's really three hours and 15 minutes out of my day because I had to reallocate a session, split it in two uh, to suit uh, other people's timetables. So it's three hours and 15 minutes. Now if I had three hours and 15 minutes uninterrupted because that's what it was gonna be, working on this other project, then it would be very much progressed. I'm really starting to create some momentum for it. But I also value the coaching more. So I said, okay, I've got to find a way to make it both work. It means that that three hours and 15 minutes, I've got to allocate it somewhere else. Um, maybe it can be later in the day. Uh, maybe it can be just some extra time tomorrow and it's going to extend that project out by three hours and 15 minutes. Uh, but valuing that is, is uh, really important to me. The point here is that I set some goals for myself and I get excited about progressing that every day, looking at what can I be doing today to progress that particular goal a little bit further forward. I think when it comes to your, your health and body transformation, I'm obviously on my journey at the moment and people might look at me and say, well, you don't need to do anything. You already look fit, you already look strong, you already look lean, but it's about the standard that you set for yourself. Now, I'm trying to achieve what most people don't want to achieve. So therefore that requires more effort than most people are prepared to put in and are doing. But because it's important, I do the work. And the reason that I'm driven is because I want it badly. You know, I went on a transformation journey yesterday, yesterday, last year, and uh, posted uh, those photos. And you can see one just recently this week, I posted uh, uh, an image of me, which was my, uh, one of my best shape uh, photos from last year on, uh, it was an episode of the Mental Toughness and Body Show where I'm, I'm photographed with um, a coach. So you can see what I'm looking like. And I want to get better than that because I felt that I fell a little short on where I thought I was capable of last year. But like my coach said, first time you do it, it's going to be your worst time. So this time I've learned a little bit more from last year and next year I've learned from the year before and this year to know, all right, what do we need to do a little bit differently next year? Because each year, I want to get a little bit better. I want to turn up in the shape of my life each year. And to me, that's really exciting. I know some people are not driven by that, but I am. And I think, wow, isn't this amazing that every year, even though you're getting a little older, you can actually make your body and have a health 
that is better than the prior year, even though I'm in my 50s now. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? Now, I also think about what inspires me because you've got to draw on something to inspire you, people that inspire you, role models. And I'm putting up a post today about you've got to find your own hero. And one of my early heroes, I have a few, I like my coach, JT, he, he's one of my heroes. Uh, but probably the first high profile hero was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And many of you may listen to that and think, oh, gee, you could set yourself a higher standard. People that know me might think, oh, I would have thought you'd pick somebody like, you know, Bill Gates or Stephen Hawking or, you know, that sort of stuff. And, or that, that sort of person. And look, they too, those people, as well as Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, co-founders of Apple, I mean, they inspire me on a different level. But the point of this story is my first big hero was Arnold. Why? Well, I started training in 1988. I wanted to completely change my body. Now, the land, you've got to remember that the landscape back in 1988 looks really different. Right, we uh, didn't have YouTube, we didn't have DVDs, we didn't have online stuff. We just had VHS cassettes and we had books and we had uh, bodybuilding magazines and that was it. And so I used to pick up uh, some of the bodybuilding magazines and see Arnold in the, uh, you know, on the front cover in the magazines. Now he retired from he won his last Mr. Olympia in 1980, in Sydney actually, and then he retired after that. And from there, I discovered that he was also in movies. So I think the very first movie that I saw that he was in it was Commando. And I remember seeing uh, his body in that movie and thinking, wow, look at this guy. Look at his muscles and everything and started following him in bodybuilding. And, uh, reading about all his uh, achievements and then watching him uh, in videos, watching Pumping Iron. And I just became hungry about finding out more about this person because he's the most successful bodybuilder of all time. Now you've got to remember that he was competing at a time where there wasn't that much money in the sport. There really wasn't, like he would have had sponsorship deals and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but most of his money was made by the investments that he was making. Because what many people don't know about Arnold is he's an incredibly smart businessman. Incredibly smart. I mean, he invested very early on and with the success of his career, he invested in uh, real estate. And he invested at a time uh, in Venice Beach, California, uh, when the market was obviously very low. And then in subsequent deals, he, he talks about the, you know, the, the tens of millions of dollars that he made from one deal to the next. And now he invests in Singapore Airlines and in aeroplanes and, and that kind of thing, where they lease them back and he makes a lot of money. There's been no other bodybuilder that has made anywhere near the success that he has. Obviously he's then gone into bodybuilding, to movies, to becoming governor of California, 
uh, to just being a, a philanthropist. Uh, he's created the Arnold Classics. He's a tremendous spokesperson for health and wellness around the world. He just inspires people to move and he has a huge impact on uh, other people. And I think that's really inspirational. So I looked at uh, everything that uh, that he was doing, and obviously it evolved over time because when I started following him, he wasn't governor, uh, but he was in, in the movies and he was uh, very successful. And I thought, hmm, I want to know more about him. So I started following him, uh, which you couldn't do it via social media. Then you had to do it by, like I said, the magazines and, and that type of thing. So that's what I did. And then uh, I discovered that he, he had a book and it's a huge book, I've still got it. It's one of my favorite uh, like bodybuilding books. It's uh, called The Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Now it's about six or 700 pages. It's a huge book. It's, it's the size of an encyclopedia. If you remember the old encyclopedia books, like I think it's a phone book, it's big, that big. And through that, I learned how to create my own workouts because he was doing, uh, putting forward programs for uh, beginners, intermediate, advanced people, how to, uh, to train weak points, uh, giving you every exercise that you've probably ever seen uh, before, and then some. Explaining about nutrition, explaining about posing, competitions, even talking about uh, steroids, his own steroid use, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. And it was just, like it's the, the best bodybuilding book I've, I've ever laid my hands on. It's really powerful. And so it was through, through those mechanisms that I became really inspired to, to follow Arnold. And he made me a better person in terms of focusing on my own health and fitness and in terms of the success that I wanted for myself. So I thought, well, it's not just about a body because most of the bodybuilders are broke. I, had a, I watched a little video uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, and they were ranking the top, uh, I, I may get the title wrong, but say the, the top 10 wealthiest uh, bodybuilders. And when you look at the bodybuilders of today, I think the in this video they show Jay Cutler, who's a, he's won Mr. Olympia uh, a few times, I think he was worth about 12.4 million at the time of recording uh, the video. And obviously this is based on not their tax records or an accurate indication of their wealth. It's based on, I guess, perception, public record, and they estimate it. So he's 12.4 million, okay? So he was number two. Number one's Arnold, that was 410 million or $430 million. I mean, you're talking, such a massive difference and there was I think there was only one or two bodybuilders that were in double digit million dollars and most of their money was made through bodybuilding competitions so like uh, Phil Heath for instance he's won Mr Olympia uh, seven times I think the prize money there is about half a million dollars so how they've worked out their wealth is what they're earning in terms of their um, you know, their, their prize money. Now, Phil Heath was actually one of the ones that had done a little bit more with his business. Uh, so what they normally do, these bodybuilders, 
they then uh, they buy a gym, they get into a supplement company, and that's how they end up, uh, you know, making making their money. But Arnold, he's so bigger than that. But he doesn't know. Actually, he might have his own supplement company or his fingers in in some of those. But you don't really hear about that. What you hear about is his, uh, you know, in much bigger his property deals and yeah, leasing planes and. Uh, just creating these amazing relationships with people. He's actually very, uh, he's a big advocate for the COVID vaccines at the moment, actually. Uh, often see a video of him, so now following him on, I don't really look at Twitter, but following him on Instagram and stuff and videos pop up from time to time. It's actually really, really quite exciting uh, to see his involvement. And so how else do I get inspired? Well, I, I think about his age right? I think he's 74 right now and what he's still doing how he's still active and uh, still so popular with what he does but he's so passionate he still works out he'll still go down to Gold's gym he's he's such a great advocate for taking care of yourself now there are other sides of this because you might be thinking about this and saying oh well didn't he cheat on his wife and uh, you know, he took uh, drugs and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I look at, none of us are infallible. We've all got our shortcomings. We've all messed up at some point in our life. I look at various individuals and take away the inspirational things that work for me. Okay, I'm not saying this is a perfect, a perfect person, but I'm not perfect either. And so, I think when it comes to finding your hero, you've got to find somebody that you resonate with. Now, what resonated with, with me, with Arnold, was one, he had a great body. I'm never going to be able to replicate his body. One, so I'm not going to take steroids, but two, uh, he's very tall. Okay, he's like 6'2 or something. I'm like 5'5 five five and a bit, 5'6 at a stretch. Uh, I'm not going to be able to achieve the same things, but I can be as passionate about my health. I can work out as hard. I can, uh, no matter how old I'm getting, know that well, Arnold's still at 74. He's still working out. He's still, he's still doing all those things to take care of himself, and uh, you know he's still looking for opportunities to build relationships and. Um, Uh, you know, build on his wealth and uh, help make a, a connective difference in the world. And that's really important to me. And so he inspires me to do that. So I encourage you all to find your own hero because when you do, you'll find that it just engages something different within you. And it's because of your heroes, they get you inspired to take further action then they get you inspired to start setting some goals for yourself. They start inspiring you to make a difference in your life. And like I say, with Arnold, it was multi-dimensional. It was health, it was fitness, it was my body, it was wealth, it was my values and belief, it was my work ethic. Uh, all of those things which got me excited about setting those particular goals for myself. So now, Every day, I make sure I'm working towards something. And right now, as the sun's coming up, 
I think how exciting it is that a new day is starting and what opportunities I have today to make a difference. And when you start to focus on those things and they've got to be specific, you know, the old smart principles of goals, you've got to be very specific about the action that you're going to take each day with respect to your goals. Otherwise, they just remain a pipe dream. And dreams only come true when you turn it into discernible actions and you take that action every day. That's what gets me excited. So I want you to have a great day wherever you are in the world. I've almost finished my walk now, finished my circuit, and looking forward to getting into this day. Stay safe, everybody. See you tomorrow.